the real flu can kill. And here's what you need to know. I'm Mike Davis. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about how to survive one of the worst flu seasons in years on Access Health Radio. And we'd like to acknowledge those companies that support our program. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are much lower often than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. Dr. Forrest, if people want more information after the show about today's topic or uh, maybe information about your practice, where can they go to find that? If listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also like our page on Facebook at Access Health, or they can send mail email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. After the show, you can also listen to an on-demand podcast at wptf.com, and we will provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. And if you would like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to acchealth.com or you can call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. So, Dr. Forrest, it seems every day I'm hearing about another tragic death from the flu this season. What a season this has been. And I I think most people just think about the flu like a bad cold. Can you tell us today how to avoid this deadly strain of flu? Well, as of the show today, our state has had 42 confirmed deaths from flu this season. And this is really much worse than this time last year. And today, I would like to take some time to provide some information about how you or your family can avoid being one of its latest victims. The flu is actually a shortened name for the influenza virus. It is different than what people commonly refer to as a stomach flu. Stomach flu is what people typically call viruses that cause vomiting and diarrhea and sort of gastroenteritis type symptoms. And that's not really the real flu. The flu that we're talking about is a respiratory virus that affects your lungs and your upper airways. So, Dr. Forrest, how do people know when they have the flu versus just a regular cold or some other virus? Well, you know, many people think that the flu is just a severe version of the common cold with a runny nose. However, colds often start slowly, and the flu can come on very quickly. Many people who will also have symptoms like this have something called adenovirus, which is a little worse than a cold, but not quite as bad as the flu, and people will think they have that. And adenovirus typically has more coughing, and you're coughing stuff up, and it starts with a sore throat, uh, but it usually lasts longer than a regular cold. And regular colds often will only last a couple days. So signs and symptoms that you might have the real flu would include a fever over 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit, usually for several days in a row. And if you don't have a fever this high, you know, it's possible you have the flu, but it's very unlikely you have the real flu if you don't have a fever over 100.4. Also very common with the flu are aching muscles, especially in your arms and legs and your back. And again, if you don't have achy muscles as part of uh, what's going on with your symptoms, you probably don't have the flu. Now, some of the other things we're going to talk about are common to other types of respiratory infections, things like chills and sweats, headache, uh, fatigue and weakness, nasal congestion, uh, and sore throat. 
but with the flu, the cough is very dry and persistent. So you don't really cough up anything. It's just very dry. And with the nasal congestion, it's not, not as much nasal as it is with the cold. There's less sneezing and there's uh, less runny nose with the flu than there would be with a, a typical cold. And you can get a flu test at a physician. They, we have rapid flu tests, uh, but they can actually occasionally miss diagnosing the flu. They're not 100%, but this is a good way to confirm that's what you have. It's time for our Access Health Tip of the Week. Well, many people may not know this, but the flu virus can travel at least six feet through the air with a cough, and it's contagious through the air. Uh, if you are coughing, cough into your elbow to avoid spreading it. And if someone is coughing, stay at least six feet away if possible. The flu is much more easily transmitted and stays contagious outside the body easier, especially in colder, drier air. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. That's great information. When we come back, we'll talk more about the flu and, better yet, how you can prevent it. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with board-certified physician and CEO of Access Healthcare, Dr. Brian Forrest. Today, we're talking about this deadly flu virus that we've got going on right now. So, Dr. Forrest, how can we prevent the flu? Despite what you might hear this year about the flu shot, it still is the best way to prevent getting the flu, and it's also the best way to prevent dying from the flu. Uh, some years, the vaccine is not as effective as others, but even a 10 to 30% effectiveness can save lives. It does take around two weeks to become fully protected, so you do want to get your flu shot as early in the season as possible. Uh, it's recommended for pretty much anybody over six months of age. Second thing you want to do is avoid crowds during the peak season. So, you know, if it's the middle of January and February and uh, there's people around coughing, uh, you don't want to get in the middle of those folks because even talking to somebody uh, with the flu is enough to contract it. They don't have to even necessarily cough. The other thing you can do is wash your hands and especially don't touch your face between the times when you wash your hands. If you have the flu, uh, please try to protect other folks and sneeze or cough into your bent elbow to help prevent the spread. You never know if you've got the flu when you might give it to somebody who's susceptible and who actually might have really bad consequences from it. Uh, and the other thing for people to know is that surfaces can harbor flu, especially when it's really cold and the humidity is really low, uh, like this you know, winter time of year. So disinfecting surfaces that others might have touched recently is a really good precaution. He is Dr. Brian Forrest, board-certified physician. I'm Mike Davis. This is Access Health Radio. So, Dr. Forrest, what about I've done everything I can to avoid getting the flu, but I start to get some flu symptoms. What do I do then? There is a treatment for flu, but it has to be started very early in the infection to be effective. Uh, it's called Tamiflu, and it requires a prescription, and you must be diagnosed within just a couple of days of getting the flu for it to work at all. If you're particularly susceptible to being like being really young or being really old, or if you have a weakened immune system, you really not need to try to get this immediately if you feel like you're coming down with the flu. If you don't get Tamiflu, then everything else in terms of treatment is symptomatic and supportive care. So, you know, keeping your fever controlled with medications like acetaminophen or ibuprofen and staying really well hydrated can help with this tremendously. Uh, 
The other thing is you don't want to over-medicate, especially with antihistamines and over-the-counter cold remedies. These can be somewhat effective, but they can have side effects and they can interact with your other medications. So, and especially rather than a combination symptom medication where you've got three or four different types of ingredients to work on different symptoms, try to pick something that, that really is going to treat the thing that's bothering you the most. So, for example, if, you, if you're coughing, then finding a formulation that's got dextromethorphan may help your cough some. If you're congested then uh, in your nasal passages, then using sprays like Afrin for no more than three days, and I can't emphasize that enough, if you do use something, uh, an Afrin product that has the active ingredient oxymetazolazine, uh, make sure you do not use that for longer than three days because it can cause rebound congestion. Um, you can also use over-the-counter pseudoephedrine, um, but the thing to remember is even these over-the-counter meds uh, can have side effects and interactions with prescriptions. So if you are in doubt about whether you should be taking something, contact your physician and ask. Uh, without Tamiflu, the flu will usually resolve in about a week on its own, but it can lead to secondary problems or infections like pneumonia. And if after your flu symptoms resolve, you get sick again, with symptoms like shortness of breath, you need to see a doctor right away as you could have a secondary pneumonia. So, Doc, what's going on this year? Why is this year's strain so bad? Why are we hearing about so many deaths from the flu this year? Each year, the flu is a different strain, and it's sort of like one of those three-digit combination locks that are on the briefcases and things, except in this case, there are two main numbers. So the first number is after the H, and the second one is after the N. So this year it is H3N2. Some years it is H1N1. So what happens is those two numbers determine sort of which strain this is. And some strains are more aggressive and deadly than others. And when they're making the flu vaccine, researchers have to guess what combination it's going to be that year based on what they are seeing in the other half of the world where flu normally originates. However, the strain can actually change mid-season, just like somebody changing the combination on one of those locks, and then the vaccine's going to be less effective. There is work being done now on vaccines that will work on multiple strains, uh, but some strains like that of the 1918 H1N1 wiped out entire populations of people. Wow. So, Dr. Forrest, what makes the flu deadly uh, as opposed to other viruses like colds? Well, Mike, some strains of flu can cause a severe reaction in the lungs. Uh, this can lead to inflammation and fluid in the area where you actually, where oxygen is supposed to get into your blood. So in effect, it's sort of like you're drowning even though you're not underwater because your lungs get where they, they really can no longer get the oxygen into your blood. Uh, sometimes we'll call this respiratory failure or acute respiratory distress syndrome. Uh, and there's lots of inflammation. It's really an intense reaction uh, where the lungs get very wet. So you can imagine, you know, trying to breathe through sort of a wet towel. That's really sort of what's happening, you know, at the lung level. And this intense reaction in the lungs is what often leads to death even in people that were otherwise even young and healthy. So I'm sure you've seen on the news about some of these folks that were young and apparently healthy, even some athletes. Uh, but, you know, when your lungs start being able to transmit oxygen into your blood, it's just hard to survive that. So the other thing that can happen is that the flu takes such a toll on your body that your defenses are weakened and it makes you susceptible to anything else that you catch and makes it a lot harder to fight those infections off. 
When we come back, we'll summarize our key points about the flu, and we'll have our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week with Dr. Brian Forrest. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. Now, if you want answers to questions off air, you can go to our website. It's accesshealthradio.com. You can also like our page on Facebook at Access Health or send us an email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Make sure you have your contact information there. And after the show today, you can also listen to an on-demand podcast at wptf.com, and we'll provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. And if you would like information about Dr. Forrest's medical practice in Apex, go to acchealth.com or call 919 919- 363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. So Dr. Forrest, how do listeners know when it's okay to make an appointment with a physician versus going to the emergency room when they think they've got the flu? You know, this is one of the hardest things I think sometimes for people to be able to decide about. Uh, You may have heard stories about people who got the flu, went to see the doctor, and still died soon after that. Um, So, you know, whenever you feel like your breathing is compromised, that uh, you feel like you're short of breath or you can't get enough air when you're just sitting still, it is probably urgent enough to go to the emergency room. If you do get the flu and are in the first two days and you've just got a dry cough and body aches and fever, but you're breathing fine, you should see a physician ASAP, and that might be something where you can see your primary care physician. And hopefully, if it's in that first you know, 48 to 72 hours, you can get on Tamiflu, and that may really help your symptoms. However, if it's later than that first two days or three days, and if you've got any trouble breathing at all, then getting immediate care at an emergency room might be the smartest move especially if you're at high risk. And by high risk, what we mean is, you know, people that have uh, lung problems, uh, people that are over 65, uh, very young children, uh, anybody who would have a immune system that might not be at full speed, or if you've had any kind of, you know, just respiratory problems in the past, like emphysema or asthma, uh, your risk for, for needing emergent care with the flu is gonna be much, much higher. And, you know, I always tell people it's better safe than sorry. And so you don't want to be at home uh, having symptoms and really underplay those symptoms and not make a big enough deal. I don't want everybody to get up and go to the ER because you have a a little sniffle. Uh, But what we're saying is, you know, this season, it's it's a very deadly flu season. And if you're high risk or if you feel like you're having trouble with moving your air, uh, that's really critical that you get evaluated immediately. You don't, it's not something you want to wait two or three days on. Doc, in just a moment, I want you to uh, go over those key points again that you covered earlier. But first, we would like to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. One thing that people can do to keep their medical costs down is getting the best possible price on their prescription medications. I actually get my own prescription medication from Marley Drug in Winston-Salem because it makes my own out-of-pocket costs lower than if I used my insurance for generic medications. 
Thanks to Marley Drug for supporting our show. They securely mail generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are often much lower than even if you used your insurance to get medication at a big box or corner retail pharmacy. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. And now it's time for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. You know, this is not the worst flu year that, uh, that's been on record. And the, the last one that a lot of people can remember is the pandemic of 1918. Some people called this the Spanish flu. And that flu actually affected 500 million people and killed up to 100 million people by some estimates. At the time, that was nearly 6% of the entire population. And in some countries, it killed as many as 21% of the total population. So thank goodness these type pandemics like the 1918 uh, Spanish flu are rare, but they can happen in any year. So, Dr. Forrest, what are the points you want folks to take home from today's show about the flu? No matter, you know, what listeners may have heard or what they believe about the flu shot, uh, there's no doubt that flu shots save lives, and you should get one every year, preferably by November 1st at the latest. Uh, our office ran out in late October this year, and the current flu vaccine cannot cause the flu and has no live virus in it. Second, if you do, do not have a fever over 100.4, if you don't have body aches, then you probably do not have the real flu. You might have something like adenovirus or a cold, but you're much, le much less likely to have the flu. And, you know, another point is flu is very contagious. Again, even just having a conversation with some, someone within 10 days of them getting the flu uh, can be enough to cause you to get it. And if you are sick, try not to infect other people. You know, if you're, you know, you want to try to avoid people that have any symptoms by at least six feet. Now, that can be a little awkward. Somebody's trying to have a conversation with you and you, you heard them cough a couple times and you sort of back off a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I think it's, it's better to be a little safe than sorry. And you can always tell people that you just want to make sure that, you know, you, you might have had a little something. You want to make sure you're not under the weather and that you don't give anybody something uh, and, and explain, you know, why you're doing that. But, you know, avoiding crowds can be very helpful. Um, and if you do get the flu or think you have the flu, try to see a physician within the first 48 hours, and you can potentially be treated with Tamiflu, which can shorten the course and the severity of the flu. If it's been over 72 hours, the flu will most likely go away on its own with fluids, rest, and over-the-counter medicines. But if you get short of breath or if you cannot eat or drink and keep yourself hydrated, you need to see a physician immediately, even if this isn't the emergency room. Thanks, Doc. Hopefully, our listeners will be able to use this information to improve their health or that of someone that they care about. Thanks for joining our show this week. Our scripture this week comes from 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 19, New International Version. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health. And join us next week at 4 on Access Health Radio. Dr. Forrest will be sharing information on prostate health. We'll see you then.